Hi. Hi. I'm Luke. I'm Kaylin. And this, this is, is Death, Death Row Dialogue. Dialogue. Uh, can I just say that um, I think the last one went great, and I've been looking forward to this one all week. Yeah, it's really hard for me. First off, I'm not good at surprises. I'm not good at presents. I'm not good at anything. And so researching these, it kills me not to tell you before we record. And so after I research, I want to record the next day so that I don't spoil anything. Right. Well, glad you wait. And we're here, so... So you're ready? I'm ready. Okay, so I'll start with where I got things from. Um, I did Wikipedia, which, and when I use Wikipedia, I go to the sources that it lists and I double check stuff. Because I don't want to just, I was just taught in school to not trust Wikipedia, so I get nervous trusting them. And then I did Find a Grave again, and then UPI News, which they had a lot of news articles about this guy. So, the second one is James David Autry, and he was born in Amarillo on September 27, 1954. There wasn't a lot about his home life. Um, it mentioned that he was one of six children. It didn't say which order he was, the first or the last or the middle. Um, it said that he fought with his parents a lot and ran away by the age of 13. And he then went to a state school for boys. It didn't say anything else. It didn't say how long he was at the boys' school, if the state put him in the school, or his parents put him in the school. Right. There's no information about that. It was something that was mentioned in passing in one of the articles. 13's pretty young to go to a... to be sent away, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, if you have six other kids, and maybe if he was the oldest, and he was just causing a lot of problems, maybe it's easier for your other... Five kids. I guess we'll find out. I mean, with that in mind, he was first arrested when he was 11. Oh, okay. For shoplifting. Okay, so maybe it was like he needed to go. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know what order he was, but that's my thought process. Is maybe they thought that'd be the best thing for him. They couldn't give him the attention he needed or yeah. whatever it was. And then he only made it to sixth grade in school, which sixth grade is about 12, 13. So that kind of holds up. And this is what it said on the TDCJ website was that he only made it to 6th grade. So maybe he did some schooling in the, the boys' home is what I would think. I feel like that's what I imagine a boys' home to be. Right. Is a boarding school, kind of. And then um, he first went to prison and when he was 18. And he did five years for assault and attempted burglary. And then, right after that, he did eight years for burglary when he was 21. So I'm sure he got out early, but his sentence was five years. So his early life, he was just in jail, in and out. And um, it did mention that he was an oil field worker when he wasn't in jail. Okay, so Shirley Virginia Farrell Drought was born December 31st, 1936 in Bradley County, Arkansas. She was a mom of five and worked in a convenience store in Port Arthur, Texas. And that's going to be our victim. Was Miss Drought. So on April 20th, 1980, Autry was 26 years old when him and his roommate, John Sandifer, went to a convenience store to get some beer. Shirley was the clerk at the convenience store. And it looks like this was around midnight when they decided to go. Autry shot Shirley 
between the eyes with a 38 caliber pistol, and she was pronounced dead at 12.40 a.m. This was all because they were arguing about a price of a six-pack of beer. Well, in my opinion, they were probably already drunk whenever they were going out there. Mm-hmm. And then they might have been, you know, some people get angry, they drink. Well, how much do you think this pack of beer was? Oh, when, when was this? This was 1980. 1980? Oh, gosh. I'm not going to be good at this. Maybe like $7? The pack of beer that they were arguing over was $2.70. That's it. And he shot her for $2.70. I mean, why didn't he just steal the beer? That is what I'm wondering, because he already has a rap for burglary, shoplifting. I don't understand the need to shoot her over this amount. Seemed like the same thing last episode. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing when I was reading it, is that this is maybe a common theme Yeah. in uh, death row inmates. But there was two witnesses that were also in the store. It was Joe Brassard, a 43-year-old former Roman Catholic priest, and he died instantly. He was shot in the head as well. Died instantly. And then, I'm going to pronounce this very wrong, and Anthosios Savaris which was a Greek seaman, and it took me a long time to find his name. There was not any information about the other two victims at all. Um, he was also shot in the head, but he was left with permanent brain damage, so he lived. Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, and when officers got on scene, nothing was taken but the six-pack of beer. They didn't even clean out the register, didn't steal anything else, just the beer. They just left. And they only took one six-pack? Yep. Wow. Just one. So, both of them were arrested for it. Autry was offered a plea deal, but he declined, insisting that it was Sandifer who committed the murder. So, he was saying that it was his roommate. That he's not guilty. Yeah. Right. But Sandifer was offered the same deal, and he took the plea. And he was not given the death penalty and is now out on parole. So, I mean, Autry was given a Do you choice. know how long he served? No, I even tried to search him and nothing would come up. Interesting. Autry was sentenced on April 20th, 1980 and was never convicted with the other two shootings. So he was only convicted for Shirley's murder. Okay. And um, on death row, the other inmates called him Cowboy due to dipping snuff, reading Western novels, and listening to country music. He stated... That lethal injection wasn't manly, and that he would prefer beheading or hanging. When I was reading this, this sounds so bad, but he kind of reminded me of my real dad. I was like, this is something that he would try to say. Uh, I guess so. I don't really know him, so... Um... I just feel like he's tr- he tries to be cowboy. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Is that cowboy, though? I mean, I feel like that's on the same level as, like... No, I mean, this guy just sounds like... A lunatic, you know, just killed three people and... But lethal injection isn't manly enough for him. Well, I honestly, I kind of think he got what he deserved. You'll see. He also petitioned to have his execution televised. So he wanted it to be televised on the news so that people would be, that it would be real to people. And he said that everyone needs to see 
how they're deciding to kill people so that they can be against the death penalty. But he also wants to be hung. Exactly. But and another thing is like they used to actually hang people, and it was a uh, almost like a, a I don't want to say a spectacle because it was a spectacle though. I'm, a lot of people went. I mean, it was almost the weekly entertainment. Right, right. But that was also in Western novels. So maybe he thought it was more cowboy. <laughs> but anyway, it was declined. They're like, no. Yeah, of course. The Board of Corrections was like, we're not going to put that in people's living rooms. Well, yeah, I was going to say there's no way to to moderate that. Like if a, a child was watching TV and they just happened to flip through yeah, someone's so... lethal injection. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be good. Like, oh, what's this? <laughs> yeah, so um, in October eight, 1983, he was just denied the stay of execution. So the temporary hold of the court order. But the same month, I think he did that as like a Hail Mary to stop his execution. I couldn't find what date his execution was set for, but I think it was the end of October. October of the same year, he was on the gurney in the chamber with the needle in his arm, about to go when a stay of execution was granted. So he was set up ready to go, and they were like, all right, you're saved, and, like, wheeled him out. Interesting. And it was 30 minutes before it was supposed to start. So I guess uh, a judge approves that? I think his attorney was scrambling, and they were like, he needs one more petition. Like, we have new evidence. Yeah, and so the judge granted it. Yeah, I mean, which, again, I'll say is okay with me i think everyone should have multiple chances Mm -hmm. and uh and i couldn't find a lot about his trial stuff like the last episode i had a lot of information about everything he tried right right. but i didn't have a lot on this one after his near death in october a catholic priest named mcginnis which was friends with the uh, joe brossard that died he saw a picture of Autry at his boys' school, which happened to be a boys' school that he uh, worked at at one point. So McGinnis took um, pity on Autry and was like, I understand that boys in boys' schools are troubled, and they usually come from a hard, hard background. So he felt bad and went to see Autry and forgave him for what happened to Brossard. And when he did this, Autry cried. And Brossard was said to be a sensitive, creative, and loving man. So I thought that was um, interesting that McGinnis went to forgive him. And I think it was more of like, we forgive, we forgive you. Right. Like all the priests, kind of. Yeah. Um, so Autry's last meal was a hamburger, fries, and a Dr. Pepper. I would definitely include a Dr. Pepper in my last <laughs> meal. There you go, Texas all the way. Yes, True. In reference to making a last statement, he said no. So when the warden asked, do you have a last statement, he said no. But he told Miss Tadlock, who is, she came to watch, he said, I love you. And she was just repeating pretty brown eyes to him. Sounds kind of weird. But also, Miss Tadlock's husband supported her talking to him. It didn't really ever say if they were in a romantic relation but i mean if you're telling someone you love them 
Um, maybe she helped him out through a hard time. Well, like, in uh, a four-month span, they wrote 75 to 80 letters to each other. So, maybe it was, like, friendship love? Right, right, that's what I was thinking. Or, like, uh, she was the only one who was compassionate towards him. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. So, he was executed March 4th of 1984. Which was about six months after his near death in October. That's about six. Yeah. Four to six months-ish. So attorneys since then have used his death as an argument against capital punishment, stating it was cruel and unusual because he did not die for 15 minutes after the injection started. Right. So the first one, he died pretty fast after the injection started. This one, it took 15 minutes. But I also read that was because his IV was blocked for six minutes. So, like, the drip was too slow, or...? I think there... I don't... It was hard to tell exactly what it was because it was breezed through. Yeah. But I did read something about a blockage for six minutes of it, and then the other five to six were him actually getting the drug. Right. So it was kind of a weird thing. But attorneys still use that to this day, saying that we shouldn't have the death penalty because of this guy. I thought they would do, like, a anesthesia or... It's, no, it's all put together. So there's three different drugs... And I didn't write this down, but one of them is more of like an anesthesia. One of them is to relax your muscles and stop your lungs. And I don't remember what the other one was used for, but they're not given like one at a time. It's all three at once. Oh. Yeah. And that's still how it's done today? I have to look it up. I haven't looked to see it, but I would assume. Okay. We'll uh, look that up. In yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> so um, he had five letters distributed after his death. One to his mother, one to his sister, one to Miss Tadlock, one to the Huntsville Journal, and one to a wire service. In his letter to the Huntsville Journal, he proclaimed, proclaimed his innocence and stated, My mother, brother, and sisters and loved ones have been hurt tonight, and the Sandifers can relax again. So who was punished tonight? So he's still just saying that it was all Sandifer's fault. Right. And that this was pointless, basically, in his mind. Um, Shirley's son stated, I feel good. I feel a lot better than him staying alive. I feel like justice has been done because anyone who kills someone else, like they killed my mother, well, they should die. And he is buried at the Captain Joe Baird Cemetery, and Shirley is buried at the Wood Cemetery in San Augustine county i couldn't find where joe brossard was buried i did look but that is all for this one it was a very short one um i wish i knew more about the trial because i mean if he was like forced to go or something i mean they must have some evidence to give him the death penalty yeah there was I understand he was there, and he should definitely be charged. It didn't even say anything about the murder weapon of, like, whose gun it was, or right. who... I couldn't even find anything about John Sandifer. I couldn't find if he had a previous record. Couldn't even find a mugshot for him. Nothing. But it, you also have to remember, it did happen a long time ago. Yeah. So, if it wasn't a very high-profile case, there's not going to be a lot. Right. 
Well, I feel like the any death penalty case should mm-hmm. be well searched into. And even though he didn't take the plea, if he's saying that it was the other person and the other person said it was them, don't you think that... Well, the plea might not have worked like that. Right. It might not have been, oh yeah, I'm guilty of shooting them. It might have been, I'm guilty of being an accomplice. Maybe that was the plea he took. Right. It didn't say what the plea was, so I can't say for sure. Right, but right. Um, typically when you plea, you usually plea down. Like you try and get the lowest amount. Or like, they're like, okay, instead of giving you the death penalty in capital murder, we'll let you plead guilty to whatever's right under that. Yeah. So that you get... Not you don't get the death penalty, right? But you get like sixty years or something with chance of parole right. or something like that. Interesting case for sure. I would I would love to know more about it if mm-hmm. anyone knows anything about it or can find somewhere where I can find more information. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because um, I would I would feel better if there was like a concrete reason why he was put to death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or... It's always weird to me, people that insist their innocence, but won't take a plea. Yeah. So, you're saying you're guilty of nothing? Because you were in the convenience store when it happens, and everyone in the convenience store died except for you and your partner. Right. So you're not innocent of everything. Everything, right. But... But that's what I was saying, is, like, maybe he shouldn't have got the death penalty but i also don't want to discredit those families if they have found resolve that's good and it's already happened and i really wish that there were more on the victims in some cases hmm. like there was very little on even shirley and she was the main reason it happened i couldn't find the ages of her children i couldn't find i couldn't even find the name of the convenience store so, I don't know why there was such little on this case, but it's very frustrating to me. Yeah. Definitely like, comment, subscribe. Let me know if you want to hear any cases from a different state. Because my plan is only to do Texas, but if there's people that are listening that aren't from Texas, I'm not opposed to doing an episode every now and then from a different state. So, mind you, some states have almost none. Right. There, I was looking at some states, and there was zero, zero, zero every year. But Oklahoma is pretty close behind us in the amount of deaths. I think Virginia, California. But if you want to hear a certain state, just let me know, and I will look into it. Well, thank y'all for listening. Yes. And uh, next episode will be a little longer. I've already researched for it, and I'm very excited. All right. See you next time.